I cling to this word because this word is true. But then ultimately the call is to just go, to be the light of the world, to go and share Jesus with other people. If hell is a reality, we must share the gospel here and around the world. This is Moments of Hope with David Chadwick. If you've been following along on our broadcast, you know we're in an extensive study of the Gospel of John. If you've missed any of these programs, they can all be found on our website, momentsofhopechurch.org. Again, that's momentsofhopechurch.org. And today, David picks up in Chapter 8 with a message called Light of the World. Folks say sometimes to me, oh, what an evil God you have. How could he possibly send people to hell? Well, folks, God doesn't send anybody to hell. We send ourselves to hell. We choose to go to hell. We've heard the good news. We've heard of Jesus being the light. He's called us to follow him, and we've rejected that. And in our choice to reject him, we send ourselves to hell. In 1 John 2, 2, Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of all the world's sins. Everybody's sins have been forgiven through the cross. The question is, will you receive it or not? Everyone in the world's been offered it. The question is, will you receive it or not? And Jesus here makes it very clear that we are the ones who decide that ourselves. Verse 23, he said to them, you are from below, I am from above. Let me make a comment on this. You, the religious leaders, are from below. He's not talking about hell there. He's talking about from the earth from their own fleshly natures. Uh, They're from this culture. He is from above. Here's the point. Your thought life is being influenced by one of two places, either from below, from this world, or this culture that's influencing how you think and what you believe, or your mind is being influenced and made to be the mind of Christ from above, from heaven. It's either Christ or culture that's influencing who you are. It's either the world or the word that is influencing who you are. The question is, which one is it? Jesus says to the religious leaders, it's the world, it's culture that's influencing your thought life, not from above. You are of this world, you're of this culture. Too many Christians who say they're Christians are of this culture, letting the culture, not Christ influencing them. Jesus said, you are of the world, I am not of this world. Jesus was being influenced by the Father in heaven himself. He was not of this world, nor should we be. And then Jesus said, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. The worst possible thing that can happen is to be in your sins and then die in your sins. At that point, there's no point of return. There's no point of redemption. Hebrews 9.27, every person is appointed one time to live and to die and to face a judgment. There are no second chances. There's no reincarnation. You're appointed once to live, once to die, once to be raised from the dead, and once to be judged. Jesus here says, I've told you that you're going to die in your sins unless you believe that I am he you will die in your sins, that I am the light of the world, that I can give you light to your path to get to heaven. Unless you believe that, you're going to die in your sins. So they said to him, verse 25, who are you? Great question, folks. Who's Jesus? It's the most important question you can ever answer. Who are you? Who is Jesus? Jesus said to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning, what I've been telling you all throughout the Gospel of John that we've studied thus far in these first seven-plus chapters. I I am all the things I've said I am, God in human flesh. I am the Father of one. I am the judge of the world. I am the way to eternal life. All of those things, I've been telling you that from the beginning. Verse 26, I have much 
to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true. There is going to be a judgment day, and the Father is true, and everybody's going to be judged on the truth. There is absolute truth. Everybody will be judged according to that truth, particularly Jesus, who said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And I declare to the world what I have heard from him. I only say to the world what I have heard from the Father. Verse 27, they did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, when you, the religious leaders, have lifted up, that is a term throughout the Gospel of John that means the cross. When you have crucified the Son of Man, a term that Jesus claimed for himself from Daniel, the seventh chapter, a term that was exclusively to be used for the Messiah, when you, the religious leaders, have crucified me, the Son of Man that Daniel talked about, then you will know that I am he that I am God, that I am the one whom the Father has sent into the world. You'll know through the cross and my resurrection and my ascension that I am he, and that I can do nothing on my own authority but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Jesus said, I didn't come to this earth on my own authority. I came as the second person of the Godhead because the one who is in ultimate authority, the Father, asked me to come. I was equal with him in authority as God, but then I submitted myself to him and came as he asked me to do. I do nothing except what he has asked me to do. In fact, Jesus said, I don't do anything unless the Father has specifically commanded me to do it. All day long, for his 33 years on this planet, the father whispered into the son's ears and said, do this, go do that, go love that person, go heal that person, go give witness here, go love there. And he came and did nothing except what the father told him to do. There was such a perfect union life between the Father and the Son, that the Son now filled with the third person of the Godhead since his baptism, the Holy Spirit, only did what the Father told him to do so that during those 33 years of earthly ministry, the Son perfectly obeyed everything the Father told him to do. He perfectly met every righteous requirement of the moral law of God because he was the perfect Lamb of God, the perfect God-man who lived the perfect life none of us can live and went to the cross to take our sins upon himself so that we could be forgiven of our sins and he could be the light of our lives to take us home, to be the light that would give light to our paths to take us home to heaven. This earth is not our home, folks. We're We are mere citizens of another place living here. Our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, The Bible says that we're ambassadors for God. Coming here to this world, being in the world, but giving truth from our Father about our homeland to this world and trying to tell people how to go home as well. We're, We're not of this world. And Jesus was trying to tell us that. He perfectly obeyed the will of the Father. And when we follow him... We have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit not to be perfect, but to follow him with a power that allows us to be conformed to his image, Romans 8, 29, every single hour, every single minute of every single day, slowly but surely through our lives, looking, acting, and living more and more like Jesus as we, quote again, follow him, the light of the world who's taking us home to heaven. Last verse, verse 30, 
And as he was saying these things, many believed in him. Dear friends, we are starting a new chapter in our lives at Providence Day School. It's our place, our home for a while. You need to know the passion that drives Moments of Hope Church remains even though we're in a new location. What is that passion? To bring people to Jesus, to help people know him intimately and personally. That is the reason God has formed Moments of Hope Church. Many here believed in Jesus. That's my passion, that many of you will believe in Jesus and not die in your sins. It is the most important thing that we can be about. Yes, we should serve the poor. We're going to do that. Yes, we, we should give life to the lifeless. We are doing that. Yes, we should continually serve the needy. We're going to continue to do that. But the most important thing that we're about, what drives us more than anything else, is the proclamation of the gospel, the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that forgives us of our sins. Would you believe that today? Please, Jesus said in Matthew 7 that at the end times when people meet him, there are going to be a certain number who will say, Lord, Lord, and Jesus is going to say to them, Why are you calling me Lord, Lord, when you didn't do what I tell you to do? They didn't follow him, even though they said they were followers of Jesus. They really didn't follow him. They didn't do what he told them to do. And secondly, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You're not my followers. I don't know you at all. Are there more chilling words in all of the Bible? I just don't know you. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus went to Jerusalem near the end of his three and a half years of ministry. He looked over Jerusalem and he cried out, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather you under my wings as a mother hen does her brood, but you would not. Now instead of Jerusalem, I want you to put your name there. Say your name right now. Jesus is speaking to you, how often I wanted to gather you under my wings as a mother hen does her brood. Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Or at the end times, is he going to say to you, but you would not? Have you chosen Jesus? Please do today. Give your life to him. That's our purpose as a church. We'll help teach you how to follow him. That's our goal. But you must know him in order to get into heaven. Do you know him today? Please don't reject him. Don't stiff harm him anymore. Come to faith in him. I beg you, I implore you as we continue this journey of preaching the gospel through Moments of Hope Church for his glory and his glory alone. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, if there's anyone out there right now who has rejected you, stiff-armed you, still remaining in their sins, they don't want to receive you as Lord and Savior, I pray now today they would open up their dark hearts and let your light shine in. I pray that you would show them, illuminate their minds about your truth, who you truly are. And I pray, Jesus, that you would heal the dark, depressed places in their soul. I pray that you would give life to their physical bodies like never before. But mostly, Lord, I pray that you would give them the path home to you in heaven. And they would realize that they're going to be with you forever. They're citizens of heaven. They don't have to worry about death. It has no stronghold over them. And they are free to live this life knowing their sins have been forgiven. Lord, I pray that would happen for anybody right now and that you would yield your heart to Jesus and you would let us know so that we can baptize you and you can make a public declaration of faith and we can continue to move forward together as a church that has this marvelous mission of preaching the gospel here in Charlotte and around the world. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege of preaching. I pray somebody right now is yielding their hearts to you. In these next moments of silence, they're giving their lives to you. Shine your bright light of truth in their souls. You are the light of the world. 
And when we follow you, you give light to our life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Interestingly, in Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 16, there are these words. Jesus said in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus said that we are now, with his light in us, the lights of the world. We are to be in the world. We pray again that we will be God's light to Providence Day School and other places throughout Charlotte. We are called to be not of the world, a holy people, but in the world. We're not called to be angry at culture and throw firebombs at the culture. We're called to be in the culture to help transform the culture. Jesus said, do good works and you will be my light in the world, and it will draw people to me when they see your good works. Well, most of you know we have a wonderful servant of the Lord who's a part of our church named Tania Ross, and Tania has gone down among the hopeless, the helpless, and the homeless, and she has been Jesus' light there. Over the last week, 12 hopesters went with her down into some of the darker places in Charlotte, to be Jesus' light. They gave some money to people who were needing money to feed their families. They gave prayer to people who just needed a boost. They were Jesus' arms, feet, hands, eyes. They were Jesus to those people. Here's some pictures of that, and one of these pictures is of a man who just learned of the financial help that we were going to give him because he was afraid that he was going to be evicted from his motel, he and his family. And People, we just don't know what some folks are walking through today, but that's going on in our very city. And hopesters have followed Tania down there as she's imitating Jesus to help be his love to those people. And I just wanted you to know that today. This is another place where Moments of Hope Church's resources are being poured for the purpose of helping other people, particularly in our city, who just are in the direst of situations. My prayer is that every hopester, Every single one of you will be serving someplace, either as an usher, a greeter, in our nursery, wherever that may be, that you will be serving someplace. And I would especially love it when we have multiple hopesters who are going down into the darker places of Charlotte and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, I'm afraid of going there, David. Well, is Jesus able to protect you? I think he is. And he will guide you and protect you wherever he calls you. So please, let's be the hands and feet of Jesus. And every single one of us who has his light living in us be his light in the world so that when we are his light, people will start seeing our works of goodness for our God, and they'll start giving glory to our Father who is in heaven. To Jesus alone and always belongs the glory. If you'd like to continue to support Moments of Hope Church, uh, please go to the upper right-hand corner where you can give. We really appreciate your giving through the giving tab. It helps us be able to know how much is coming in. But if you want to send checks to us, that's certainly fine as well. Send it to Moments of Hope Church, 4500 Cameron Valley Parkway, Suite 400, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28211. We try to be a generous church. We want Jesus to be glorified. We don't want to put on frills and shows. We want to exalt Jesus. And again, for those of you watching online, we hope you can come be with us at Providence Day School through the summer. We hope one service at 10 o'clock, unless we just are demanded to have two services. We'll see how it goes. This Sunday's a soft launch. We look forward to having you physically with us. And above all, continue to know that Jesus alone receives all the glory. It's in his name I say all of this. Amen. 
Thank you for worshiping with us today on Moments of Hope Church Online. And just remember, we have three words that describe following Jesus, three words that describe discipleship. First, to know him personally, intimately as Lord and Savior. Secondly, to grow in him, to continue to know his word. Folks, this word is true, and you cannot follow Jesus faithfully in this crazy culture unless you know what this word teaches. And when you have questions about marriage and gender and other places, you've got to be able to go to God's word and say, this is what God's word says. Now, you're going to have the culture that says, we don't believe in God's word, but you can say, but I believe in God's word. And I follow Jesus, and I follow his word, and this is what it says, and I'm going to cling to it. I'll still love Love you, even though you disagree with me, and you may even be hostile toward me. I'm supposed to even love my enemies, but I cling to this word because this word is true. But then ultimately, the call is to just go, to be the light of the world, to go and share Jesus with other people. If hell is a reality, we must share the gospel here and around the world. I was driving around the other day with Marilyn, and she looked at me just out of the blue and said, You know, if hell isn't true, what's the point? If hell isn't true, what's the point? It's a great question. And I had to say to her, you're exactly right. If hell isn't true, why are we doing what we're doing? We could all do better things and use our money for more fun. But hell is true. Jesus said so. The one who taught the most about hell is Jesus himself, the second person of the Godhead who came from heaven to tell us about the realities of the invisible eternal world. Hell is real, so we've got to share the gospel. We've got to bring people to Jesus. We've got to have their sins forgiven. So please join me in this challenge, this call that God has given this church to proclaim the gospel locally and globally. And when we know, grow, and go, I think we'll hear from the Lord in heaven. Well done, good and faithful church. God bless you. I look forward to talking with you all next week. You're listening to Moments of Hope with David Chadwick. Thanks for listening. Coming up, David joins me in the studio in a conversation about how fear drains abundant life out of us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Ministry Minute, focusing on ministries that have a positive impact on our community. I'm Mark McManus, and here is Jim Noble with the Dream Center Charlotte. Hello, my name is Jim Noble with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Dream Center. And Bo and I, the director of the Dream Center, just wanted to take a minute and tell you guys thank you. Moments of hope, David and Marilyn Chadwick, all of you there, Dean, uh, we all been phenomenal for us. Uh, you, you've been there since 08 when we started King's Kitchen, and, and that kind of grew into the Dream Center. And the meals we've fed the last eight weeks, probably exceeding 55,000 now, I guess. Uh, we're so grateful you guys have made such an impact in the city by reaching out to those that have needs greater than we have. And uh, what do you think, Bo? Yeah, so it's been amazing to, to just watch the, the work that's happened um, with the meals as they've gone out. You know, uh, we, I always tell people it's not about the food, it's about the relationships that are formed and the ministry that takes place. And so, um, and JT Williams and Tom Westboro and Reed Park, I mean, it has opened up doors that we never thought would be open. Um, you know, we've seen people come out um, and just welcomed us with open arms, just so grateful for the meals, and, and we just thank you moments of hope and just this couldn't be this wouldn't be possible without you guys and you know uh the the first call we made uh when we decided to go this route and provide these meals was the moments of hope and it was uh, a phone call that was met with a resounding yes and so we're so appreciative of you guys and just um everything you all do for us and for the kingdom and not only that but you uh, also set into our kitchen in the dream center now 
This week started producing meals there and as the restaurants open back up, all the meals will shift to the Dream Center with the kitchen you helped us do. So we're so grateful for you guys. God bless you. God bless Moments of Hope and we just pray an unlimited return harvest on the seed you sowed into this ministry. Thank you very much. I'm Jen Houston. Thanks for listening today. Joining me in the studio is our pastor, David Chadwick. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, Jen, thank you for being a part of this program. It's great to be with you today. Well, in this morning's e-devotion, you used a quote from hockey great Wayne Gretzky. Will you share that with us today? I will, Jen. It's probably his most famous quote. He was asked repeatedly, why are you so successful? And he responded, I've learned how to skate to where I think the puck is going to go. Hmm. As a hockey player, he just had a sixth sense for where he thought the puck was going to go. And he'd skate to that place. The puck would then be there and he'd often score. And it reminded me how in biblical times, there were the sons of Issachar who were called great in God's eyes because they were able to read the signs of the time. Hmm. Uh, Solomon also in one of the Proverbs says, without a vision, the people perish. I think that one of the things we who follow Jesus need to do more of is to ask God to give us a vision for where he is going to be in the years to come, where the puck is going to arrive at so that we can be there in order to score for Jesus, if you will, in that kind of an analogy. Um, There are things going on all around us that are confusing, and we don't know exactly what the Lord is doing. Well, let's pray to him and ask for the gift of discernment, the gift of wisdom, that he would be able to show us the signs of the time, like the sons of Issachar, Mm -hmm. and to be able to interpret them through biblical lenses on how to respond to it, live in it, and be faithful to Jesus. So this one today is all about asking people to try to not exclude themselves from culture, to be Christ against culture, but to be Christ in culture, and to try to figure out the signs of the time so that we can be salt and light and make a difference in the culture that is around us. This is really powerful, and I think it's really applicable for what we're walking through today in the times of COVID and just economic for agility and culture wars and all of that, the church really needs and is positioned. Christ has positioned the church for victory. Yeah, if I could say it in this way, the church can respond in one of three ways. It can be Christ against culture, which means you build a huge firewall against the church and culture, and you throw your fire bombs over the wall to explode them and say how mm. evil it is. You won't impact culture that way, though. Mm. You can be Christ over culture and become super spiritual and just live in the heavenlies, but you'll be no earthly good at mm. that point. The third option is to be Christ in culture and Christ transforming culture. Wow. Salt and light, as Jesus said in John. John 17, when he prayed, he said, Father, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world. I'm asking that they be in the world with me in them in the world. Mm. So as we realize that's Jesus' goal, we make the decision to be in the world and make a difference in the world wherever we may be. Mm. And when we do so, I think Jesus is manifested, the culture becomes less putrefied, and we're able to live in a more blessed culture than before. That is exactly the word that just popped into mind, blessed. And that is a wonderful word. We want to live in the blessing of the Lord. This is such a powerful truth. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Well, thank you, Jen. And and I hope it helps everybody to realize that we're still called into the world. And Mm -hmm. it is scary in some places, but he who lives in us is greater than he who lives in the world, 1 John 4, 4. 
And thank you folks for listening today. And if you'd like to receive these daily written moments of hope from me, please go to momentsofhopechurch.org. You can subscribe there free of charge every morning at 7 a.m. They'll arrive in your inbox from my heart to yours to give you daily a moment of hope. This has been Moments of Hope with David Chadwick, Senior Pastor of Moments of Hope Church. We would love to have you join us for worship this Sunday morning. We meet at Providence Day School, located at 5800 Sardis Road in South Charlotte at 10 a.m. You can find more information on our website, momentsofhopechurch.org. And while you're online, be sure to sign up for David's daily Moments of Hope, delivered every morning to your inbox. And also check out David's Hopecast. They're both free and available at momentsofhopechurch.org. For David and the entire Moments of Hope Church staff, this is Jen Houston asking you to pray for an awakening in the body of Christ.